What's happening, Texas? Thanks for sticking it out with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm your host, Abel, and I'm with Jane and Vincent. Hello, y'all. And apologies for not having an episode last week. Mm-hmm. We uh, kind of got snowed in and uh, yeah. none of us could get to each other. So uh, we're not really prepared for <laughs> snowmageddon or any mm-hmm. kind of snow not or, in Texas. or ice in not Texas. Texas. So yeah. um, it was definitely a challenge. And unfortunately, we had to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But we are back with some great things this week. Uh, we got a few new episodes coming out. Yeah. Um, How do you guys hold up during the storm? We didn't lose any power mm-hmm. and we didn't lose any water, thank goodness, because our five children couldn't even take the internet going out for a minute. Yeah. But Uh-oh. Yeah, when, being, the, when the router freaks out, they're yeah. like, Dad, I was say, being in grocery, it was all hands on deck and yeah. a real crazy week. And also, I wanted to shout out to all the breweries that donated water and different items. Yeah, it was absolutely. really awesome yeah. to see. Especially in 903 Sherman. Like, yeah. That was awesome to see that so yeah. much. So yeah. Shout out. But thank you so much. So, and we're going to be back to our regular schedule, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning you. in. Cheers. Cheers. Keep listening. What's happening in Texas? Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us today. We are here at OHB. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. your host, Abel, and I'm with Jane and Vincent. Hello, y'all. And we have Brad Moll. Hi. How are you doing today, Brad? Yeah, thanks for joining great. us. Thanks yeah. for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So for our listeners who don't know what OHB stands for, what, what does it mean? We know, but we can know. you tell what them? Are they, what are they? <laughs> it stands for Oak Highlands Brewery. Awesome. It's in the heart of... Dallas, correct? Yeah, we're in the Lake Highlands area of Dallas, which mm-hmm. is in the northeast part of town. Awesome. It's very nice. And what do you do? I am one of the co-founders. Um, I run the day-to-day operations here from back office to administration mm-hmm. to, you know, as a small business owner, you do everything uh-huh. from mm-hmm. janitor to bartender <laughs> to DJ to whatever requires it oh, to yeah. be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks ago, I was the crawfish cook. So, oh, nice. 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 Yeah. put that on the resume. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what's the first the, time we've heard that one? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what's the story behind OHB and how did it all begin? Yeah. Uh, well, I started making beer in, in 1991 mm-hmm. nice. um, in my dorm room in college. Heck yeah. Uh, nice. Higher my, learning. My college is uh, up in the mountains of Tennessee, and the closest beer store was about 45 minutes away. Oh, man. Too and, far. Yeah. And they knew that they were the closest beer store, so I, I, I believe I could be exaggerating a small bit, but I think like the price of a case of Miller Lite in 1991 at that particular store was, was like $21 or something. Wow. Like that. Outrageous. Yeah, outrageous. Yeah, yeah. So, up there, yeah. Um, grew up here in town um, and kind of kind of cut my teeth on Shiner Bach and, mm-hmm. and Cellus back when yep. Shiner was actually a Bach and actually a lager. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and Cellus was the original Pierre Cellus stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. my parents would uh, mule up cases of beer nice. every, every weekend when I was playing sports Heck in yeah. college. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad got tired of, of doing that and said, well, <laughs> uh, you should just make your own beer. And well, I didn't even know that was a thing. There was no internet. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So uh, I, I got a magazine. It was, I, I think it was Zymergy or, 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 or Brew Your Own. I can't remember which one That's it was. Awesome. And mm-hmm. filled out a form in the back. And two weeks later, got a bunch of equipment and then made a really terrible Guinness clone. And, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that's how I got started. Um, how this place gets got started was I, I continued to brew throughout college, got better at it, uh, came back here to Dallas, went to SMU Law School, mm-hmm. and I'm 
a terrible golfer. So instead of playing golf, I brew beer. It takes about the same amount of time. And in two weeks, you got beer. So it was a great thing. Yeah. And, uh, a couple of years after graduating law school, I ended up meeting my, uh, my my business partner now, who is just getting into home brewing. Um, we got together, built a, a, a complete uh, Herms unit, and started making beer. Um, four or five years later, we entered our first competition, won five out of the seven categories. Oh, awesome! And then the next yeah. one, we swept the whole thing, and you know, we just kind of kept looking at each other, like, "Why are we doing what we do? Why can't we be doing this? This is fun." And, yeah. You know, it was about that time that that community opened and mm-hmm. Lakewood opened, and we started putting together a business plan. It took us a lot longer than um, we anticipated. Not not for any other reason that it was hard for us to get out of our our jobs that we were doing. Right. I, I was mm-hmm. a lawyer um, mm-hmm. and was a partner at a law firm, and it was just hard for me to step away from that. But right. uh, decided that if I didn't do it, I'd look back for eighty years and kick myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in uh, two thousand. 14 i quit the practice of law and we opened up in uh 2015 oh, that's awesome nice and just so you know oak highlands is the name of the neighborhood that mm-hmm. my business partner and i uh lived in at the time i don't live there anymore but um it's a neighborhood in lake highlands mm-hmm. it was uh it was the first competition where we had to come up with uh, a name for our brewery mm-hmm. and, and we have a legal pad with I don't know, 300 names on it. Wow. We just could never agree. So finally we said, screw it. We'll be Oak Island's Brewery. And then we won. And we're like, well, I guess we're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> don't jinx there it. Yeah. That's funny. Keep it going, right? <laughs> All right. So what was the first craft beer you can remember drinking that led you to wanting to open up the brewery? Oh, uh, to open up the brewery. Um, what got me into home brewing was, like I said, Shiner and, and Cellus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To open up the brewery, you know, honestly, and this is going to sound... It's not, it wasn't a, like a commercially made craft beer. It was when we started going to all these homebrew competitions and, and seeing what other people were doing and, and knowing that we could, we could do that mm-hmm. alongside of them and, and yeah. be competent mm-hmm. at it. And, and then seeing those guys open up breweries at the same time. I mean, we, we homebrewed against Wim at, at Lakewood mm-hmm. and Michael Petacolis and all those guys yeah. in the competitions. Nice. So, you know, seeing those guys do what we were doing and taking it to the next level with some success that made us look at each other and go, why, why aren't we doing this? That mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. So awesome. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. So with all the beers that OHB turns out, why does the brewery lean towards German styles? Um, I, I would say, I don't know if we lean towards, we seem to have a lot of them. Like, I got yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> to give you that. Um, I, if we could substitute the word classic styles in instead of yeah. German yeah. styles. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy sure. with that. Uh, we do do a lot of German beers. I'm almost 100% German. Um, oh, so I, I love the, the crisp lagers um, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that, that come from that part of the world. Um, I spent uh, about a year in college in, in England. So I, I do have an affinity for milds and mm-hmm. ESBs yeah. and nice. oh, yeah. things My like favorite. that. Um, but I think, I think, Mainly what we, we do is we, we do classic styles. I mean, these beers styles have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's a reason for that. Um, right. I'm not trying to knock any any of the, the, the new craze stuff or anything like that. It's just for I – mean, we've always said we, we make beers that we like to drink. And, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, hopefully the population uh, you know, follows alongside yeah. us. But, uh, you know, we don't – we have made a few hazies. It's just, you know, other people do it better than we do. Um, but we're – we're just real happy with making just really good representations of styles that, that, mm-hmm. that people have loved for hundreds of years. So you don't want to be known for glitter beer. 
No, I, I mean, I, I, being known for anything is pretty awesome. Uh, That's true. We, we have not made a glitter beer. We've done some crazy stuff. There's a a cookie beer up there right now that's made um, after my business partner's wife's grandmother's famous oh. German cookie recipe. Oh. So, you know, we do some crazy stuff, but it's not is, you know, not in the in the trend following mm -hmm. type of stuff. Okay. okay. I know one of my first exposures, I think, to Oh Highlands was Freaky Deaky. Yeah. I, for sure. all of us, I mean, yeah. always, always love it and love, love well, that label. That label, the sticker with the, <laughs> the bunk on there. Yeah, it's too too dang funny. I love that. So there's speaking of that, there's some clever names for your beers. Who comes up with them? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, I was talking about that notepad with our names for our brewery. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, I'm sure you've talked to many, many other breweries and mm -hmm. and folks. And for us, naming a beer is one of the hardest things that we do. Mm, um, okay. It, it, everybody's got an idea. And with the advent of untapped, you can check immediately to find yeah. out if somebody else has already claimed it. And so you come up <laughs> right. with what you think is the best idea. Nope. Seven other breweries around the country have, have already used that one. So uh. it's just a, you know, uh, <laughs> Our, name, our names tend to come from some funny places. I mean, Freaky Deaky comes from Austin Power Gold Member. Okay. Um, where he says, we don't, we don't speak no Freaky Deaky Dutch. <laughs> there we go. And so, you know, they speak some Dutch and Belgian. So when we were making that beer in the back porch of my, <laughs> of my house, we were watching that movie and, uh, oh my gosh. And, that's and funny. Golden Mustache comes from, um, we were watching, we were, we were making our Dortmunder Lager on uh -huh. a Sunday and we were watching Sunday uh, Sunday Night Football, and Al Michaels said, well, there's Andy Reid and his flowing golden mustache, and we thought that was possibly the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's so funny. One man had said about another man on a football broadcast. So, That's true. So we, we said golden mustache. And so, there you go. I love it. That's how we came up with that one. That I got to tell a guy at work about the gold member thing because uh, he and I are always – joking with each other and doing gold member and being like, you know, I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? And like all kinds of stuff. So that's hilarious. Baja. So, uh, yeah. Baja is good. And well, oh gosh, I'll be telling them that I'm going to put that in the skin box. Yeah. All that good stuff. It's terrible. Oh man. I love it. That's, that's awesome. All right. So, um, do you come off the beer first and then name it or? Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually we'll come up with the mm -hmm. beer and, and, and dial in the recipe. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, great. Now we got to put it on the wall. What's its name? Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, some of ours, some of ours aren't so uh, creative, like vanilla porter. Yeah, it's, to, um, it's, yeah. it's just a vanilla porter. Um, yeah. but some, some like uh, I can't put my glasses on. What's on the wall? The tipsy goat. That was one that we. Um, so I'm drinking right now. What I'm drinking as well. <laughs> yeah. It's our house box. Nice. Just won a, a silver at U.S. Beer Open. Nice. It was one of those beers that we'd been making this recipe for. Probably 15 plus years. Oh, wow. Um, nice. As homebrewers. And then here and put it on the wall. Just never had a name for it. And we decided that we were going to um, release it two years ago. I think we put it out for the first time in, in draft only. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had to come up with a name for label approval. Yeah. And, right. You know, you go back and you look, you know, Bach beer, the symbol is, is, is a goat traditionally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's, what does, you know, Bach stand for? Well, it's a little bit of higher strength beer. So, you know, you've got Thirsty Goat down from uh, Thirsty Planet down in Austin. And, yep. and, you know, so we didn't want to you know, copy them, but mm -hmm. higher ups alcohol, the, the Tipsy Goat seemed to fit. Yeah. Fit. Um, <laughs> and the cool thing is that's coming out in cans here. Um, nice. Three or four months, probably. Okay. Nice. Just in time for summer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We've got our, uh, we got another beer coming out in two or three weeks in cans. It'll be a first new release in a while. Uh -huh. um, you know, COVID screwed us last year. In terms oh, yeah. Of yeah. Anything, anything crazy. Um, just couldn't get cans and couldn't 
you know, lots of things like that. But this year, we plan on rolling out at least four new uh, can varieties. Awesome. awesome. Heck yeah. I was wondering when you said label approval, I was like, hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got, we've got uh, like I said, we've got Tipsy Goat coming out in cans. Um, the next one that comes out is our uh, Tejano Pecano. It's our Northern English Brown Ale with uh, native Texas Texas pecans. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. It'll come out in draft next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. The cans should be here in two to three weeks, and then it'll come out a little lot after that. Awesome. Um, Delicious. It's, it's good. amazing. Yeah. It's one of our favorites really for us. Um, it, you know, it's it's in the vein of a Southern pecan, Lazy Magnolia mm. Southern pecan, yeah. but a yeah. little little lighter. Um, theirs is a little heavier than, than ours, and, mm-hmm. and our, our pecan comes through a little bit more. We roast. Cool thing about that beer is we roast all the pecans in house. Oh, oh that's cool. So okay. we, get them, we get them, you know, uh, straight from the, the processor, and then we've got a roaster in the back. And um, I, I, it's another job for me. I spend, <laughs> I spend the better part of uh, a week roasting pecans for the mash. I bet that um, smells amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. I love a, the resting bitter face. It's one of yeah. my favorites. Oh, yeah. too. That's another one we had. Yeah. I think that, I see it was, over there. That one was named by a, a former uh, salesman, and uh, he, it was his recipe. So, one of the things we do here is everyone who works here has to brew a beer. Okay. Oh, that's they, awesome. At least once a year, they have to brew a beer and they have to put it on the wall and let it stand. And they get to name it and they, you know, they nice. have to take pride in it. And some, some are worthy of pride, some are not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. Um, yeah. But uh, that particular beer was, you know, it was our salesman saying, hey, we got to give you something more than just our derelict IPA. It, you know, yeah. we got to have a, an Imperial. We need a hazy. We need something. So we said, make, make, make it. And it, he made, he came up with a recipe with our, with our head brewer. And it, it's fantastic. It's uh, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we I wish we still had. So all we have is cans left. We, yeah, we, uh, I see it. And the cans that we have, we, 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 we held back 20 cases just for tap room because nice. we knew we were we made it three times last year and every time we sold we sold out of, of draft in, in two or three yeah. weeks and it, which is great but you know now it's getting in it's getting time to do other beers it's, so we yeah just, that one just got squeezed out and just yeah. too much to make it year round mm-hmm. right super tasty okay so freaky deaky is one of your more well-known beers which we all love how did it come to be and what's the story behind it yeah, so Belgian Triple, um, always been one of my favorite um, styles, from Chimay to Triple Carmelite, um, mm-hmm. you know, all those beers, and it's just, you know, it, it, come, it came from our home brewing. I mean, it was, you know, one of those beers that we we always made because people liked it, mm-hmm. um, and the, the the difference between this particular Triple and, and, and most of the other ones out there is one of the things we did is we... It's not as sweet as some of the triples that are out there. And, yeah. and so you get, if it's really high alcohol, so you get a lot of fusel alcohol flavors to it. If we didn't up the hop content, it's a pretty hot, it's, it's too hoppy for a traditional Belgian triple. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why it really doesn't do that well in any of the, any of the traditional you know, GABFs or stuff like that. But we've won you know, 10 or 15 medals for that beer. Yeah. Um, if, you know, as long as the styles aren't just so rigid. So, what we did was we we upped the hop content, um, the bittering hops, so that that little bite on the back kind of covers the fusel alcohol, mm-hmm. um, the flavor that comes from such a ten percent beer that's so light. Yeah. That mm-hmm. beer is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I told you the, the name comes from Gold Member. Um, don't speak no thicky, <laughs> thicky, thicky Dutch. Yeah. Um, but, oh, that's uh, uh, Michael Caine said that, right? Uh, I thought he did because he yes, was his dad. Yes, okay, I guess I'm trying to say exactly. who who said that. And he's like, "Well, you don't speak no freaky dicky Dutch." He said it like it's so funny. Okay. And, and, uh-huh. You know, we we like to call it the "Wake Up in Your Neighbor's Bushes Wondering Where Your Keys Are" beer. I um, can see that. 
Yeah. They're, they're in your front front door. Uh, you just <laughs> <laughs> what you're looking for in the flower bush. But they're, 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 yeah. they're not saying it happened to me, but I, it has happened. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, is yeah. a, it is a dangerous beer. Yeah. We've talked about this before, too. Before Alamo closed, they had it on draft all the time. Yes. And they would pour it in a pint glass. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'd be like, "Thank you." Yeah, but yeah, that's, uh, if I wasn't with her. Well, uh, the same thing with, with with Blatt. I don't know if you guys remember Blatt Beer and Table that used to be at seventy five and Walnut Hill. No. They, they would do Texas Tuesdays and they'd serve it in a snifter for two fifty. Dang! <laughs> it's. I mean, what are you doing? Man? I mean, that's almost irresponsible. It's, yeah. yeah. It got for real, in. but yeah, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I knew week after week I'd come back and get freaky deaky. There you go. Um, but we, you sort of answered this already, so I kind of want to modify okay. this. You know what? You know why did you pick the Oakland Highlands as your home for the brewery? You mentioned the we're contest. not in Oak Highlands, yeah. Yeah, we're close. But, it's only about two miles away. But what I did want to ask, I'm looking at the logo and the shape and the Texas and the wheat. Like, how did that come about? How did you guys get the, what your logo is designed? Because it's it's actually really neat. I like yeah, it. I mean, so. One of the cool things about being a professional before going into this business is you know a lot of other people that do a lot of other uh, things. Okay. Yeah. So when we started this, we you know branding is a huge deal in in uh -huh. in, in in this particular space. Oh yeah. yeah. You got whether it's your can design or your logo, you got to have something that stands out so that people can instantly look at a at a beer mm -hmm. wall and go, ah, oh, yep, like I like that design or mm -hmm. oh I know that mm -hmm. one instantly. And so. We definitely wanted something that stuck out, uh, stuck out, which is the shield, um, mm -hmm. for sure. So, I love it. Yeah. Um, we, my business partner's cousin is a, is a graphic designer in okay. an nice. ad advertising firm. So oh, we spent yeah. some money uh, yeah. right up front to, to 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 make sure that we had yeah. our branding on point, our websites and all that mm -hmm. stuff done. Because yeah, that's totally not me. I'm not that guy. I'm not creative <laughs> like that. I, yeah. I can come up with a beer recipe, but. It, logos and stuff like that no so mm -hmm. we we lean pretty heavily on them to help us with, with stuff and um yeah i, I think the, the shield is very very recognizable oh yeah I mean, oh, people, yeah. people recognize it. it i've been in 15 different states with this shirt on and people go oh, i know that beer mm -hmm. yeah. what? right okay awesome cool <laughs> nice yeah. and then uh conversely like because we have a couple of tulips that have the shield and then on the back the texas yeah, the beer, beer above all, all. i yeah. love that too is that something that you guys did as well yeah them? so yeah. we we were coming up we you know we wanted a tagline we wanted something that was just other than ohp and you know when we started thinking about it you know it, is our life really do we really live our life beer above all no of course not but yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the motto we, we think mm -hmm. about is one of the things we try to instill in the folks that work here is is hey it's about the beer it's it's not about you it's not about um, the events we do, it's about the beer. And if the beer's on point, then people will, will, will come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and, of course. You know, it's, it's helped us when, when we, you know, want to branch out and do the hard seltzers and the hazies mm -hmm. and the things that other people do <laughs> a hell of a lot better than us. And we, we try and we go, yeah, you know, we're, we're better at making this Hellas Bach than we are at making <laughs> a, 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 a glittery slushy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I mean, right? the stuff you make is pretty <laughs> good. I like it. It's, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite OHB, OHB beer? And what's your favorite non-OHB local yeah, beer? Yeah. Like <laughs> my favorite OHB beer. That's like asking me which one of my kids I like the best. <laughs> All There's an answer. I'm just not sure I'm going to tell you. That, you know, honestly, right. you know, when we first started, it, it, it was DF Dub. Um, mm -hmm. oh, just, yeah. just because that's a, a style that that nobody makes. Mm -hmm. um, nobody makes Dunkel license. At least they don't make them year round. Yeah. And, um, I've, I've, I've moved off of that. Um, I still love it. It's still one of my, 
one of my children. Still love it. It's not, <laughs> it's not my favorite. Um, my my go to honestly is, is probably Golden Mustache. Okay. But with the caveat, when Oktoberfest isn't here, when Oktoberfest here, that's usually all I drink from mm -hmm. August first when we release it until it's gone. Yeah. Um, Tipsy Goat is another one. You know, you've seen the theme here of the loggers. I'm, I'm not <laughs> um, we we have a, a a summer seasonal called Guava Good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's actually on tap on number eight. We're That's not, my assistant. advertising it. My um, assistant loves that beer. <laughs> we, made, we made a special batch for some of our regulars who, who really were upset that it was gone for the year. So <laughs> we, we got some on tap for them. We made, they're asking us not to let people know. So uh. they can have it as long as they want it. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, all of our seasonals, you know, in the wintertime, I, I drink a lot of a vanilla porter. Uh -huh. um, I, I would have to say that you know, if, if we're going to, if you're going to pin me down, having said all of that, it's freaky. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh, freaky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there we go. Keys in the door. It's the, yeah. night, it's the nightcap. <laughs> if, you know, if, it's, yeah. if it's all right, well, it's nine o'clock. I'm going to bed in an hour. I'll just have two freaky. <laughs> two. There we go. Can't yeah. have too many of them around here on one day. Or, or ends, up, ends up having to take Uber home. But. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And what, what was your uh, favorite local brewery? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, um, you're good. Yeah. Man. Uh, of course, I love the stuff that Pedicles cranks out. Um, mm -hmm. Good stuff. Very good stuff. You know, honestly, Communities Public Ale is one of my favorite oh, yeah, yeah. favorite mm -hmm. beers That's um, a good out one. there. Uh, it's a shame that we can't find a market for for an ESB in Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, um, yeah, they had mentioned styles. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and you just can't you, you can't sell them. Um, yeah. It's not commercially viable. And um, you know, nod to Three Nations as well and Bitter, Bitter Sisters. They 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 yeah. all make great beers. I haven't got out to Odd Muse yet. I've heard great things about mm -hmm. them. I uh, want to go try them out. I see the shirt there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I think that, I think the wonderful thing about the Dallas Fort Worth beer scene is that there are so many great breweries putting out mm -hmm. so many yeah. great beers. Absolutely. Um, it, yeah. it wasn't always the case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's fine. I mean, everyone, every industry's got to go through its growing pains. But, I mean, seems like the ones that are around and doing really well are, are cranking great stuff. Oh, and, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Matt over at Celestial as well. Yes. He cranks yeah, out yeah, some yeah. great beers as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt and Molly. We love that Celestial. team's awesome. Molly. Super great. <laughs> okay. So my daughter asked me a question today that was really weird. So I'm going to ask you. She said, <laughs> yeah, she goes, I know you have a favorite child. So what child would you sacrifice? <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, uh -oh. Uh -oh. what's your least favorite beer? What beer would you sacrifice? And this is hypoth <laughs> hypothetically. So <it's> hypothetically. <laughs> You know, honestly, I am not the a, glitter slushy. Yeah. No, I'm not a huge fan of, of that of that cookie beer. Um, okay, okay. I, I, for what it is, it's fantastic. It's just not something I would pick up and drink. So if you mm -hmm. force me to take one off the wall, that would yeah. be, be it. And gotcha. That's it. I mean, there's just no other reason that it. It's just to me, it's a little sweet. And I don't yeah. like sweet beers. I'm not a big sweet beer person. No, no. If we get one, usually it's in a bomber. We split it. I get most of it. She's like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, there he's sweet. I'm dry and roasty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't sacrifice a child just no. to clear and, that up. And we won't. We won't. <laughs> Even yeah. then, we go. But um, I think we should take a break for about 20 minutes and then I want to come back and ask you about your awards. Sure. So yes. come back, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Cheers. Cheers. Guys. Cheers. Welcome back, guys. Mm -hmm. yes, Vincent, I think it's you kicking it off. Yeah, no, I was excited. I saw my question and saw the time, and I wanted to wait. So yeah, yeah. excited. we have noticed uh, you guys have so many awards. Tell us about some of the beers 
that have won some hardware, including the latest U.S. Open Beer Championship. Yeah, I'll start with the last uh, the U.S. Beer Open. We've entered, uh, I guess, three times and have uh, three goals and three silvers. Heck yeah. um, so nice. I'm pretty stoked about that competition. Oh, we yeah. seem to do pretty well there. Right. Um, you're drinking the gold medal, which is the bourbon barrel aged vanilla porter. Heck tart yeah. It's pretty good. And then you Taste had, that gold. You had the tipsy goat, which was the silver before. Um, other beers that have won that competition, uh, uh, Charity, which is our alt beer. Um, mm-hmm. Bourbon barrels won a couple times. Um, Tana Pacano's won. Um, uh, we've, we do really well in another competition, which is called the United States Beer Tasting Championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that one's pretty cool because they divide the company, the company, the country into six regions. Okay. okay. And so you go head to head against everybody in your region, and they elevate those six beers and they pick a grand champion. Oh, oh neat. That's cool. Yeah, that's and awesome. So I, I think we've won a grand champion. But I can't. I, I can't remember. But we. So we're in the Rockies and Southwest Division, and so mm-hmm. we're going up against everybody in New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma in texas and uh that's big it's a big i mean when, yeah. you're, when you're going against colorado breweries i was gonna say colorado huge, huge alone, yeah. um, and and hell the new mexico breweries are, are phenomenal yeah mm-hmm. yeah they have a it. bunch yeah um, so you know we're, we're really proud of those and we've got you know probably 20 um best of the region awards from that that mm-hmm. one i think the one we're most proud of is our silver medal at world beer cup world beer cups the oh yeah um, big prestigious uh, cbc award okay. and uh we want a silver for um, our Imperial Black Saison Chump Change. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. Chump Change. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's up on the wall, the uh, the jersey up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, that's the hockey team we sponsor. So oh, that's, that's cool. cool that oh, they, cool. Those are their jerseys that they wear. They also, <laughs> they also have a green one that's getting mounted right now for All Good. So oh, heck Chump yeah. Change Freaky and All Good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Pretty, pretty funny to see those guys out in a beer league running around in beer jerseys. <laughs> Especially the Freaky Deaky with the monk with the stockings <laughs> on. Like That's hilarious. <laughs> I like that. I'd sport it. Yeah, uh, I know where I work. Uh, one of my bosses, I gave him that sticker, and he put it on his like personal drawer in the office, so everybody sees that. And it doesn't say freaky deaky, but I mean, if you know, the, you know the beer. So I think some people are like, "What is that?" You yeah, know? The, the, the original image was a little bit more risque. The, 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 the monk's robe was pulled back a little further, and you could see that he was actually wearing yes. a pink g-string as well. Oh, oh, that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah, that's we just, funny. We just kind of toned it back, thinking it yeah. would be a little bit more acceptable. For TBC. <laughs> so how has the pandemic impacted OHB? What are some of the things you had to change to keep beer flowing? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I know I went from freaky deaky to heavy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the awards. Um, to, what are you doing? Yeah. Man, the pandemic hit our industry incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I'm most proud of, of, of anything that I've done and here or in the industry is being uh, a member of the Texas Craft Brewers Guild Board yeah. of Directors mm-hmm. and, and lobbying for what seemed like eight years to get beer to go yeah. and having it finally come through uh, for us in September of, of 2019. Uh, I can honestly tell you, having spoken with you know, hundreds of breweries across the state, that if it weren't for beer to go, our industry would, would be dead. I mean, yeah. would, people yeah. would not have been able to survive this as, as best they could. Um, for us, we had to get creative. Um, our our uh, main source of revenue is bars and restaurants on mm-hmm. uh, draft. And yeah. so that went away. I mean, effectively went away yeah, overnight. Right. So yeah. when you have 80% of your revenue taken away, it became really hard. So we had to get creative when we, you know, we liked the tap room. The tap room was always great. It just never was a big source of revenue for us. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not in a, an area that's 
really close to anything. So yeah. we cater to the Lake Highlands area that's just you know across the highway there because it's close. Um, we don't get people driving over from Fort Worth to come to come and see us, and we don't get people driving in from McKinney and that sort of stuff, which is okay. But we had to create an an, uh, an atmosphere here that that would maybe get people to to come here. So we started doing a lot more things that we never did in the tap room. And, you know, instead of just being open, now we're open and we have bingo and trivia and live mm-hmm. music and things like that, trying to get people to come out and spend a few hours here with us. And that was really great. We were actually able to grow our tap room revenue 40% in oh. 2020 over 2019. That's insane. Nice. Nice. Yeah. The flip side of that is our outside sales revenues were down 45%. Uh, so it's like, hey, yeah. and it's not the same revenue numbers so it's it was it's been really hard yeah so we had to accelerate some of our plans in terms of uh expanding into new markets we're, we're, we're going to go into the houston market here in june oh okay we didn't cool. plan nice. on doing that um um for a while so you know we had to accelerate because we're still not anywhere near where we were mm-hmm. in Ju- january and february of, of 2020 we're nowhere close to where we were in outside sales for that because people people still aren't open. I mean, yeah. a lot of bars and restaurants closed. Yeah, yes. a lot of them are still not really doing a lot of draft because they don't know what they don't want to sit on a keg of beer for three months. Mm-hmm. Right. Know. So those that are open are doing great. Um, those that you know were existing customers before have pulled through. Those that shut down are trying to reopen. It's just a it's hard for them, and I yeah. we, we totally get it. So yeah, you, the, the main thing is you had to you had to pivot, and then you see a lot of the. A lot of the breweries are, are are doing that. Some people, some some still haven't opened their tap room yet. So yes, I don't know how they're doing it, but I, you gotta love them, and I hope they hope they survive. So. Right, like Pedicolis, and then they were closed during the snow all those days too. I was like, oh man, you got to stock up when yeah. you get down there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Smells so really another kind of heavy question, and uh, <laughs> those listeners that listen to our. Uh, little prefix before this episode uh texas got hit really bad with some snow um and if you know texas it's always hot so (laughs) snow is not a thing here right so nobody was prepared so that being said so how did snowmageddon take a toll on ohb and in your life personally um well we lost an entire week of sales Mm -hmm. right can't get delivery trucks on the road to make deliveries that we had yeah. um, we lost sales here in the tap room um but uh thankfully no none of our none of our employees had any issues with with power or or f- freezing pipes so mm-hmm. crisis averted there we didn't have any we all we had power here the whole time um, that's good so uh, you know we did we did open up a couple days for, for folks who didn't have power and water yeah uh, that's great wanted to come and you know get some heat, get some electricity, yeah. charge your stuff, use Wi-Fi. Awesome. We did that. Um, we gave away water the entire time. If anybody could get up here to fill stuff, that's uh, awesome. we always had fresh water available. Um, that's awesome. huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big, big. it's the easiest thing we could do. Just throw it in four wheel drive and you can get up here pretty quick. Uh, yeah. The roads the, 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 and we have a love hate relationship with our landlord, but they did a really <laughs> nice thing and they de-iced <laughs> the entire parking lot. So oh, wow. actually got here. Yeah. There was fine. You know, there's yeah. no ice and no snow, but yeah, you're right. There's nothing more dangerous than Texans on ice. So uh, right. not, not, a, not a good thing for, mm-hmm. for, for the entire state. Well, and they were clearing the major roads, but like the side roads, none yes. of them are clear. Yeah. So I would still have to go into work because we work in grocery stores and it's, you know, insane in a grocery store during a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even get out of our neighborhood. I would make it there. Yes. But basically, like he drove me and we slid through some intersections, but we mm-hmm. made it. We did. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and think another we'd like had just got new tires. Like yeah, two before. I was like, oh my so, gosh, shoo. yeah. But That's... same thing. We had coworkers without water and lent them water no jugs. Power. Gave people rides to work just to get people in, but it was hard to get trucks up to even refill groceries. And then people would come in and they'd be like, oh my gosh, this is all you have. And I want to be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you have a problem getting here? Yeah, yeah. The truck is too. <laughs> Imagine that big truck, everything comes in. Yes. <laughs> so on a lighter note, do you guys have any collabs in the works? Mm, yeah. We have actually a couple kegs of our, uh, we did a uh, uh, ride Doppelbach with, mm. um, with Intrinsic. Oh, nice. heck yeah. So we've got a couple of couple kegs left from that. Uh -huh. We've talked about doing a few with a couple of other guys that are close to us. We just haven't got it on, yeah. the, on the calendar yet. Um, but love doing collabs. It's just, uh, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, I'm going to geek out here on, on Texas <laughs> beer laws. Is, yeah. is, um, you know, we're a production brewery, so we have a different right. license than, than Intrinsic and Vector and some of the brew pubs. So it mm -hmm. makes it real difficult to do. Yeah, those collabs on a on a on a commercially viable basis because what we make over there we can't sell here. Mm -hmm. What they make over here we, they can't sell there. So it's got to oh. it's got to work out just right. Um, there's a few gray areas, but we try uh, for the <laughs> most part to stick to the black and white because mm -hmm. you, know, you don't want TBC coming right. out and taking your stuff away. Nope. The clipboards no. and the yes, guns. And the guns right? <laughs> yeah. Why do you need that? And the phone. <laughs> don't worry yeah. about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. I think that we heard that from Celestial that brew pub to brew pub was the easiest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Definitely the easiest. And, 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 and the other wrinkle is if you start working with a, a production brewery that's got a distributor, um, oh. they don't like to share. So yeah. if you're making like say we did something with Lakewood and um I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, I'm just saying if we made everything over at Lakewood, their distributor wouldn't be happy if they allocated half the kegs for us. Yeah. Right. right. I get so, that. You know, yeah. just it just it's just it's a it's a tricky minefield, but uh you know at the same point in time collabs are great. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much fun to see the creativity that comes out of sending a, a brewer over to a different place and, and coming up with something. Mm -hmm. I love that idea. It's so great. Yeah. Linda, you were talking about that that the keg with that, um, with intrinsic, the, yeah. the collab, is that something you can crowler or? Yeah, it's, it's just... uh, so basically we, the way we did it is we did, uh, I think we did a barrel and a half over there and then a barrel and a half over here. And it was one of, we featured that beer at our anniversary party. Our anniversary oh, cool. parties were normally in July, mm -hmm. but because of COVID, we, we did it in December. Okay. Which we're probably going to end up doing forever now because yeah. the weather is so much nicer uh, so yeah. I, uh, yeah. again i if anybody complains about how hot it is this summer they can just go to hell <laughs> week. But at the same point in time when you got 500 people in a building and it's 106 outside it it is not a fun event to yeah. do so right. um we ran we ran through all of those kegs except for one which we're saving for a a special event. Oh, okay. So. All right. So nice. Later on, maybe. Later on. <laughs> Later we'll on. Let you guys know when it comes so you guys can get some. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm absolutely. digging those rye uh, beers as of late. So yeah, yeah they've been pretty really good. good. I don't mind tap rooms in July. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you have, when you have 500 people, I'm yeah, it's great <laughs> when we have the air conditioning on, but 500 people at 98.6 degrees gets to 98.6 degrees in here overpowers the the the, the units, the units pretty <laughs> sure, yeah. i just never want to be cold again <laughs> oh, well, it's true. And, and i will tell you it's got so bad that the last two years before we moved it 
we sold a VIP package where you had free access to our walk-in coolers. Nice. We, wow. we had special beers in the walk-in coolers where if it got too hot, you just go chill in there for a little bit and you're the <laughs> only one that can have these three different types of beers just for y'all. So oh, it's wow. kind of nice. a draw. You know, and pro tip, really any festival or beer event, if you get the VIP, it's a lot more, but you get to be out before all the crazies show up. Usually at least, yeah. <laughs> You're done drinking by then. <laughs> I remember um, one festival we went to, and I just won't name it, but <laughs> it's like an hour early than general admission. And like, yeah. you know, you had enough time to hit all those rare things. And then, you know, the, the regular time starts and those things are blown and gone. And right. Like, wow. And it's nice like, to be there with the hardcore people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't see any. I mean, was, was it, were we the hardcore? Because I didn't see them. But. The hardcore beer drinkers? Yes. Or juggers, just or the nerds or in just general. <laughs> I think right. it's able. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak this question a little bit. Sure. Um, so it says while making those all those German styles, you come pretty close to the purity laws as far as the German style goes. Well, then I just tag on that classic styles. Classic yeah, styles. Yeah, yeah. Classic so, styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh yeah we we follow their heights kabuta as as much as we possibly nice. could. Okay. Um, the 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 funny thing about that is, and again, if I get too much in the weeds on this let me know i i, I once or twice a year yeah. i give a class on the history of beer and religion so oh that's no, i love that I'm yes pretty versed in the in a purity law and, and the funny thing is that it most people think it's four ingredients but it started as just three because they didn't mm -hmm. know what yeast was yes yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. i know what yeast was mm -hmm. and and also the duke of bavaria got an immunity from the purity law so that he could make wheat beer Mm. I was the only one allowed to make wheat beer. It was his favorite thing. So we got a special dispensation oh. to make wheat beer because wow. wheat was not part of the right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we do try to stick to that. We do put um, a couple of our beers. We, we use a, a, an agent called Biofine, which helps us get the yeast to fall out faster. So we, it reduces the amount of filtering that needs to be done. That technically is not, you know, wouldn't be allowed, but um, we don't, I mean, I guess other than vanilla porter and oatmeal stout, um, yeah, those are beers that wouldn't follow that. But every other beer is 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 yeah, nothing but water, yeast, hops, and malted barley. Oh, that's awesome! Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, no glitter. So we do, no, we do no, have no, <laughs> no glitter, purity glitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> we we do have a decent uh, uh, following from Germany, so mm -hmm. and overseas in in Europe. So I, I'm shout I'm out sure to Australia. Would, uh, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. No, and for as sure. far as the, because Jane and I were like, ooh, ooh, beer and religion. Uh, when does that, when things aren't crazy, when would that happen? How would people get involved if that yeah, came so, up again? Yeah, uh, so last time I did it was, uh, gosh, I did it the 1st of January of this year because of COVID. I didn't do it. I usually do it in November or December of every year. So it'll come around at the end of this year. Okay. And um, yeah, it's about an hour and a half long talk and it goes through um, the origins of beer, um, wow. ancient awesome. Samaria, yeah. Egypt, Greek. Romans wow. and then really focuses on the Catholic church mm -hmm. okay. and, and now the Catholic church, you know, I, I love them or hate them. If it wasn't for the Catholic church and for beer, the human race wouldn't look anything like it does now. I mean, we couldn't it's drink, the, couldn't drink the water in the middle ages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, nope. So the only thing that you could do is drink beer. And, and, you know, and it was the, it was the monks that, that, that kept that tradition alive and grew, grew it. And so it, it's really fascinating. And, you know, you get, then you get to the reformation and you get uh, Martin Luther, who's both he and his wife are brewers. And, yeah. And she was known as one of the best brewers in, in all of Germany. Wow. Um, nice. And then you, you come all the way through into, you know, the Methodists who really 
or the beginning of the, the temperance movement and led to prohibition and then it's kind of where it ends and you know but anyway it's, it's just it's just interesting to think about how mm-hmm. how religion every religion pre-catholicism pre-christianity had a god related to the brewing of beer or the fermenting of wine wow. mm-hmm. like that so it was <laughs> always that connection there which mm-hmm. was which was neat and then yeah. Kasi, right she was a woman Kasi yeah. was a sumerian yeah yeah. Oh man. Okay. I'm maybe looking for this. Uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. I want to go. What's that date again? No. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see I'll, something. I'll let you guys yeah. know. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Uh, I want to go to this, the beer education class that's yeah, sitting in front of us. That, well, this side says meat raffle. Oh, yeah. this uh, one I says. I want to go to that too. Side, other, <laughs> yeah. This one says British and Irish beer Saturday, March six, two to four beer education class. Uh, yeah. So we did we did the Bavarian beers. We did German beers uh, a month ago. And yeah. a big hit. Probably had 120 people here oh, nice. doing nice. the class. And um, it's our, our, one of our brewers does it. And so kind of goes through the beers that we, we brew. And they're brewing a bunch of German beers now to get through to get back on that mm-hmm. uh, for this particular class. I'm sorry, not German, uh, British beers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a great, you know, it's not too deep. So you, it, it, it's good information for folks that just want to know a little bit more about a particular style. So for the yeah. Germans, we went through what a Kolsch is and what a Dortmunder is and what an alt beer okay. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for this one, we'll be going through the stouts and the porters and the milds and the bitters and things like that. Yay. I'm in. Yeah, that ASB. sounds awesome. That's me. March 6th, yeah, we should check it out. Yeah. All right. So we are on our last question, but it's been dubbed the chunky question because mm-hmm. it's a three-part series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... What was one beer that's not your favorite but did better in the market than anticipated? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. We have a we have a a, a cream ale oh. called Swervy, mm-hmm. and we don't call it a cream ale because that name just really turns people it's, off. Throws people it off. just yeah. turns them off they don't <laughs> so we have a we have a van uh, you can see it out the window there the uh the four, 2008 ford echo line f e350 yeah, yeah um, that's actually yeah, called yeah. swervy so when we started this <laughs> started started this brewery we, we got two vans we one was called stinky and one was called swervy um, <laughs> that particular one has 648,000 miles on it original uh, transmission wow drives runs great it's called swervy for a reason um, <laughs> but it's been stolen three times oh my gosh and it's somehow it's made its way back here three times <laughs> so we, we named this beer after we did and i you know i just i'm not a I'm not a cream ale guy it's just a it's too too it's too close to a macro beer for me in terms mm-hmm. of the flavor right but it flies out of here so okay. yeah that's that's one that i just okay and and that's the you know that's the thing about beer is it you know i i want to heard it described as beers like art you know we might not have the same palette but as mm-hmm. long as we're talking about art then isn't that great i mean right i'll give the example of i was at the metropolitan museum of art many years ago and in one room there was just this golden toilet sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> and i was like wow that's okay great and this lady standing next to me said wow isn't that amazing I'm like okay <laughs> Not to me, but if you love it, that's really cool that you like that. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that we can all like different things and still be talking about beer is so, it, 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 it makes makes my soul happy, actually, because yeah. then you can do whatever yeah. you want to do and there's going to be somebody who loves it. That appreciates it. Right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So if you don't call it a cream ale, what do you call it? Spring ale. Oh. oh. It'll be coming out in a month or two, too. There you go. Nice. Well, now that it's 
Thank goodness, almost spring. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically. So what's one beer that you love that didn't do well with beer fans? Chump Change. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chump Change was uh, is one of my favorite beers we make, and it just doesn't sell. Wow. It's so weird. It's a novelty. People come in and have one, but you just can't. It's hard to get bars to buy into a 9.8% beer that's not a style they've ever heard of before. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah. We, we don't make it. Another one's hypocrite. We made a uh, we make a saison called hypocrite. I love saisons. Uh, we, yeah. we have the red wine barrel aged version up there, but we don't make the that's the base one anymore. Yeah. Saisons. Again, people don't buy saisons. Yeah. I love saisons, yeah, and they're so hard to find. I love yeah. them too. She goes everywhere. We're gonna have to crowler that before we go. Yeah, yeah not right. big in DFW. Yeah, not the saison. Well, I'm here now. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll buy it out. Okay, fine, fine. Well, Got it. I, know the that, I know that we do have plans to make at least Taproom, um, both Chump Change and Hypocrite this year. Oh, Yay. nice. So, okay. Uh, you know, we, yeah. we, we were all sitting around lamenting how much we miss those beers. And, yeah. And, well, why not? I mean, it's yeah. still well, out there. Hopefully, during COVID, people are sitting at home expanding their palate. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> well, I mean, if we expanded it so much, we have a beer fridge in our room now. So yeah. It's almost, almost as tall as some of our children. Um, so what's one style you want to see more of in DFW? Ooh, um, I mean, we talked about ESBs. Oh, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. such, yeah. A, it's such a great beer. I'd oh, love yeah. to see. I, I don't know what if, if it's the, the name that throws people off. I'm wondering. What? Because yeah. it's, it's, so. it, it's very akin to an amber. Mm -hmm. It's very akin to, you know, an alt beer. It's just a little, you know, a little more hoppy than an alt beer, but nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all that being said, I'd love to see more traditional sours oh yes okay. yeah. i'd love to see you know like i know vector has a fooder I'd yes love to see other folks start doing stuff like mm -hmm. that we've got a sour program we're kicking off yes. um, okay cool you know, but when our sour program is you know it's my goal that we're gonna be making things like ode bruins you know the sour brown ales from, mm. from flanders that take two years to make and wow. um you know that that's my goal We'll see. We'll see yeah. how things turn out. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's a long time to wait. Do I eat yeah. gratification? <laughs> I absolutely love funky beer too. Oh my it's, gosh, yeah. it is. It'll be worth it though. It'll be worth yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, it. We have a regular who goes up to American Solera all the time and it's just like, man, why do you got to drive all the way to Oklahoma right? to get this beer? Why can't somebody here do something like that? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So. so that was the last part of Chunky. Now it's OHB time. Yeah. Ah. So what can we, I mean, we already kind of picked a brain a little bit about the classes and whatnot. Like what's going on? How can we support uh, you guys and get your beer? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all over the place in Dallas, Fort Worth. We're in San Antonio. We're, we're, we're expanding to Houston. Mm -hmm. um, we, we do events here almost every, every night that the tap rooms open. Mm -hmm. Saturdays are, are usually our biggest days. We have, uh, you know, barbecue from one of our brewers and um we have events like the like the british beer class uh trying to think what else we have coming up i know we've got we have a canine club coming up this this weekend hey, oh, nice. you know, the dog you, know, you, you buy a pint glass and you, you get a dollar off your beer every time you're here your dogs get free dog treats oh, that'd be they good get, they get their picture on on the wall over here oh that's cool that's um, yeah canine club we, yeah. we do we do comedy shows here we do uh one of the neatest events we do every year is twice a year. We do a wrestling, a live wrestling event. Oh, wow. Put a wrestling nice. ring out in the parking lot. Actually, Turning Point's doing the same thing with, with, our, with our wrestling <laughs> troupe. They're doing it for their anniversary party. That's we so funny. I love we have that. a live band that plays in between every set and every, every match, and it's a lot of fun. 
Um, so funny. We we do you know one of the things I would I would say to look out for us is we do a lot of charity events as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We have an event that's normally in the spring and it may get moved to the fall just because of COVID, but it's it's called White Rock Q and it and it benefits the Dallas Area Rape Crisis Center. And nice. last time we did it, we raised eighty thousand dollars for the Dallas Area wow. Rape awesome. Crisis wow. Center. Yeah. And it's basically a an amateur barbecue competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I hope the code enforcement and DABC aren't listening, but we usually have about <laughs> fifteen hundred to two thousand people in this entire parking lot. Uh, yeah. Giant tents, and it's it's just a lot of fun. But we you know we give a lot back. So if you ever see us doing something that, that goes to charity, you know, please, please come up here and, and, and pitch in because we feel blessed to be able to, to have this brewery and, and mm-hmm. do the things we get to do. Yeah. And it's only through the community support that, that we get to do this. So we try to give it back as much as we possibly can. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. That's great. Yeah, uh, just, just like example you know, that. being open because you, you had heat and water, like, yeah. you know, it was big, especially when, you know, if you can get up here, mm-hmm. that was the biggest issue was right. just moving around. So, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, not a lot right. of people had any of that. So I saw breweries giving back more than most people, and I was yeah. really impressed. Oh yeah, yeah. lots of stuff. You know, where breweries. Well, uh, you know, the best part about it is those the, the the areas that have bought, uh, you know boil uh, orders, mm-hmm. so yeah. breweries could boil. And, yeah, and do large quantities of boil and have water available, so which that was really cool. That is awesome. Um, you know, you know, pre-COVID, we did things. You know, we did lots of things like like family night, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where we would put a kids' movie on in the back. Aw have food trucks out here and let parents come and forget their parents for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can't do that obviously with COVID. So now we have drive-in movies where we, we have spots. Oh, You know, we, we cater to, to young families and just because that's what we're closest to, um, right. you know, we're not, we're not downtown or down the design district where there's a bunch of, uh, you know, apartments and things like that. Mm-hmm. Malls. We're, we're in neighborhoods. So we, we yeah. got to keep it uh, fresh for the, for the kids. Yeah. So we try to, try to get as many families up here as we can. Yeah. And, and um, it's been refreshing to, in the six years that we've been here, when we started, it was, you know, our kids, friends and their families from the elementary schools. And now we don't know anybody that comes here anymore. So it's great. <laughs> it's it. the turnover is fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So right. how do people find out about these events? We're on our you know, website, ohbury.com, um, at Oak Islands on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, Oak Islandsbury on Facebook. I believe. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Especially the family part. Cause I know, yeah. you know, Janie and I have five children, uh, nine all the way up to 17, going to be 18 next week. That would have been really great to know, like, you know, a brewery there who can come by with the kids. I mean, right. everybody needs a break. Well, and I want them, <laughs> the kids to grow up and know, you know, like responsible craft beer drinking, you right. know what I mean? Not just, yeah. yeah I mean, I, honestly, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm you know, almost hundred percent German and there was nothing taboo about alcohol. Mm-hmm. Up. It mm-hmm. was, you know, oh, you're 12. Here's a glass of wine at, at uh, Thanksgiving, and, and you know, I think that, and uh, this may be controversial, I don't know, but I think that, <laughs> that, that exposing children to social norms is, is you know, as long as you're not showing them, hey, watch me knock back a case. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. right. Showing dad having a beer, mm-hmm. mom having a glass of wine or a beer at the same time is, yeah, yeah. there shouldn't be anything taboo about that. And right. You're showing them a social response, socially responsible activity done in a socially responsible way, mm. then, then that, that should be a positive thing. Right. Yeah. Aubrey yeah, said that our daughter told us that I see you guys drink, but I never see you get drunk. Like, yeah. Cause we don't. We don't. Yeah. I said, that's cause I've practiced for a long time. No, she did. I did not tell her that. Yeah. Well, she doesn't know. Won't hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but. true. I mean, not just, you know, drinking blah water beer, but like legit good beer. Yeah. We've got some good beer. 
and yeah. be responsible with it, as y'all should be too. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the thank time. You with for your time. I love yeah. it. Great meeting y'all, and, and thank you to, for having me. Oh yeah, yeah I've learned yeah. so much. We'll be back for sure. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. those classes. Well, guys. Oh yeah. What's up in Texas? Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.